Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into the sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet Rain. And today I have Laura Cheadle. And let's see if I didn't butcher that so bad. She is an attorney, a TEDx speaker, and coach who specializes in burnout and betrayal recovery. She works with both burnout professionals who want to stop feeling like their soul is being sucked dry and enjoy work again. And she works with women who have been betrayed by their intimate partner and want to move through the bitterness and rage and be okay again. She is the creator of Life Choreography Burnout Recovery, loves speaking to groups about how to move beyond soothing the symptoms of burnout and resolve the root cause, which is oftentimes betrayal. Regardless of whether that betrayal is from a person, a system, or something more personal, she leads Step Into Your Moxie corporate workshops that help participants stay healthy and happy in their chosen career and has spoken and trained internationally. She's the author of the award-winning book, Flaunt, which I have in my hand, Drop Your Cover, Reveal Your Smart, Sexy, and Spiritual Self, and is the host of the top-rated podcast, Flaunt, Create a Life You Love After Infidelity and Betrayal. So I'll apologize for my voice today. It's called Allergies in Colorado. I tend to get this off and on, so if you listen to my podcast often enough, I need to find that tea for singers. I hear there's a special tea that I'm going to have to go and research where it coats your throat so you can sing so I can talk. But welcome, Laura, to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So talk to me about how do you get from being an attorney to doing this work? Because I'm sure that's what's on everybody's mind. How do you move from that And do you still do that today? Yeah, it's definitely a journey. Um, And I'll start with the easy question first. No, I don't do that today. I will still draft some documents and do some mediation, but I am not practicing law. And how I got there is I grew up very spiritual, very connected. Um, You know, I could sense angels and you know, commune with the other side. And I was very much into that. And it was just normal and natural, as I think it is with so many people. And then the world starts shutting you down and starts telling you, no, you can't do that. You can't see that. That's not real. That's imaginary. And I just went to the complete opposite spectrum. I went to my head. And I like, I like being in my head. I like being smart. I like figuring things out. I I like all of that. But I I just kind of made that jump, but, you know, from 
being shut down spiritually a little bit. I just went to what was safe. Also, I had a real passion for justice. I really, really got tired of seeing a lot of the injustices in the world because it would impact me as an empath so severely. You know, you watch a movie or you see something on TV and there's all these atrocities and it would just crumble me. So I had this belief that if I could just be smart enough and if I could just work hard enough, I could get it figured out and I could change the world. So that's why I went into law. And then long story short, you can't live in your head alone. You know, you just can't think things through and change the world. It's not how it works. And there were a lot of different reasons that I left. I had two kids in 22 months. Um, I had a long, hard commute. My husband was traveling and working full time. And I just didn't feel like I was changing the world and making the impact that I wanted to make. And I missed being in my heart. I missed being connected to spirit. I missed all of that. And I thought, okay, well, being totally spiritual didn't work. Being totally in my head, being an attorney didn't work. <laughs> How can I bring all of the, the all of these things together to really start creating good in the world? So that's kind of that meandering journey of how I got into law and then how I moved back out of law. Awesome. Well, you know, one of the questions I have for you is how do the spiritual gifts of betrayal, how do those connect? And it all started with that betrayal. So talk to me a little bit about um, spiritual gifts and how that opened up for you. Yeah, absolutely. Every time I like looking back over my history and, and same, it's the same with so many of the people that I work with, we betray ourselves. You know, we are who we are. We have these wonderful spiritual gifts and we betray ourselves when we seek to please, please others, conform to what we're, who we're told we're supposed to be, or feel like we have to outperform everybody and be perfect. And every time we betray ourselves and we betray our natural gifts, we're put into a position of feeling pain and feeling disconnected and feeling like we're not living up to our fullest potential. So every time we're pushed to that, it gives us a beautiful opportunity to embrace our gifts or to push them further away. And that's why I think betrayal is such a phenomenal gift from spirit, because every time we realize I'm betraying myself or somebody else is betraying me, I have the opportunity to look back in my own heart, to learn, to reground and recenter to who I am and to elevate myself further. And that's what happened to me every single time, whether it was work, whether it was experiencing my husband's infidelity, wherever it showed up, it gave me an opportunity to realize uh -uh, this is who I am. These are my gifts and to go within and to start developing myself instead of looking to the outside world to develop. me. So what would you tell somebody? Cause there's a lot of fear in stepping into your spiritual gifts, right? So people will ignore it, push it away, not look at it because they're afraid. So what would you tell those people? 
Yeah. I would tell people it's normal to be afraid. It really is because we have been culturally conditioned to feel like it's woo woo or it's fake or you're making it up. So it's okay to feel fear, but to find the communities of people who have embraced their spiritual gifts, find people like you, like the center, you know, like me, who can just have a conversation and start when, because when you start connecting with other people, you start realizing this isn't abnormal. This isn't strange. It's real. I'm not making it up. And let's explore it together. It's just like anything else. If you want to learn how to play tennis, you get a tennis pro when you take lessons. If you want to learn piano and you think you have some musical gifts, you get a piano teacher and you start practicing. And it's the same way with our spiritual gifts. We all have them, but just find the right community, find the right people and start exploring them and see what comes up. And if you're not, if, if it's something that you start getting into and you realize, okay, I don't want to do it. Nobody's going to hold your feet to the fire and say you have to, but trust me, you're going to want to, and you're going to feel so much more centered and calm in yourself. And you're going to have so much more sovereignty just to direct your life and to feel peace. I love that. <clears throat> I had a client yesterday that said, my gifts are so cool. Like, this is so cool. And what I get to do, it's so cool, right? And if you would step in and really look at it that way, because a lot of people are like, oh, I know what's coming or I know what's happening or I'm in the know. And that scares them. If you would look at it from a perspective of, I have more insight, I have more knowledge. I can make better decisions. I'm getting more clarity versus kind of bumping around in a pinball machine trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing and where you're going. But it does take trust. You know, it takes trust. And I love that you say community because I feel like when you're out in that world, it is so influential. You don't realize how much the world is influencing you through TV, through radio, through everything and the conversations, the relationships. And when you don't have that spiritual community, you kind of lose your connection because you're really being influenced with everything around you. And when you step into your sovereignty and who you are, it's very powerful. It's it really is. powerful. Yeah, it is. And I found as I would start to get a little bit more comfortable within myself, that this was important to me, that developing my spiritual gifts was, it's, they call it a sixth, sixth sense. It's just another sense. You've got your eyes, you've got your ears, you've got your sense of touch, you've got taste, you've got smell. Why not use another sense to help you navigate the world? Why not? It's like saying, I could open my eyes and see, but I prefer not to. I mean, it's it's silly. Why plug your ears? Why plug your eyes? Just tap into it and use it. And then as I would start to communicate with other people, even in the legal world, you know, hey, this I'm I'm exploring this. Mm, my intuition says, sometimes even in a joking way. It was shocking at how many people would say, I love that you said that. 
I'm starting to explore that too. And then it normalizes. We all have a sixth sense, a seventh sense. We all have it. Let's talk about it and start using it instead of pretending that it doesn't exist. It's really true. And I love that. So talk to us a little bit about that intersection of burnout and betrayal that you talk yes. about. Yeah. Oh, so often people say that they're just burned out, whether, you know, you're a stay-at-home mom and I'm burned out with the kids or you're at work and you're like, I'm so burned out at work. And even with the pandemic, so many of us are like, I'm just burned out with the pandemic. I'm burned out with everything. Burnout can be a thing. But most often burnout is a sense of betrayal that has been left untreated. It's abandoning ourselves. It's selling out to somebody else's interpretation of what we should be doing, who we are, and how the world should work. A betrayal is a breaking of an expectation that ruptures our view of ourselves and the way the world works. And that's emotionally exhausting. And let's just take the pandemic as an example because everybody has been through that. We all trusted that the world would never shut down. We all trusted that modern medicine would take care of things. And all of a sudden, our sense of trust in the way the world works was broken. And it leaves us unstable because the rug has been pulled out from under us. So our, our expectation has been broken. And when our expectations are broken, whether it's personally, professionally, or on a world stage, and we're left off balance, we try to cling to something to keep us stable. And we realize that we can't because we can't, because we've been off that base. So we end up feeling like somebody did this to me. Somebody did this to me. It's a political party's fault. It's a religious institution's fault. It's the doctor's fault. It's, we start blaming. And the reason that we're blaming is because we're so desperate to right ourselves and to make things normal and not have the world rocking beneath our feet again. And it's that sense of betrayal that is exhausting because we can't, we can't figure it out. There is no answer. And when we're in that state of, I'm trying desperately to grasp to understand and we can't figure it out, it exhausts us and it wears us down. And that's that sense of burnout that I just, I can't even go forward. I can't figure it out. But when we realize it's not burnout, the root cause is that underlying sense of betrayal. And when we can put words to it and start saying, I feel betrayed. I feel like somebody let me down. I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's government, religion, doctors, people, but I feel victimized. I feel betrayed. Sometimes just putting words around and understanding those are my feelings. And it's okay to swim in those feelings and to feel off kilter instead of always trying to grasp and right ourselves. Then we can start healing those feelings of betrayal. And then we won't feel burned out because we're not constantly trying to grasp at straws and make sense of something that doesn't make sense. We allow ourselves the grace and the space to identify, this is how I feel. This is where my expectations were ruptured. This feels icky and awful. I'm afraid. I don't have trust. I don't know what it is. Feel it 
heal it, and then we can move forward and not be burned out and exhausted and victimized forever. Oh my God, he did it, she did it, it's their fault. And we, again, it's all about sovereignty. We regain our power. I love that. I love that. And you know, some of the things that I worry about is COVID getting people back out living again, because they're not all, everyone's not living They're, You know, I find more and more people that are like, I'm okay being at home. I'm okay. Not going out in the world. I'm okay. Not seeing my friends again. And I'm like, Oh my God, is that really living? Is it living? Right. right. You know, yeah. and I, I worry about how do we get people back out living and trusting again and embracing the world again? Yeah, exactly. Because I, I love that you use that as an example, because that's exactly it. It's I felt betrayed by the world before and it hurt and it knocked me off balance and I didn't know what to do. So I'm not going to open myself up to that again. I'm not going to risk it. And you're right, you shut yourself down. Whereas if you say, okay, I felt really betrayed. It's weird, but I felt like the world owed me better. I felt like the doctors of the world owed me better. I felt like I was really let down. My expectations were crushed. Now I've realized what I can do to protect myself, what I can do to allow myself to move back into the world with that sense of trust, knowing that no matter who lets me down again, I'm still okay as I am because I realize what I can control and what I can't control. I cannot control a virus, but I can control my health. I can control meditate by meditation. I can control with herbs. I can use stones. I can use oils. These are the things I can control. These are the things that I can't control. And I know that no matter what happens, I will not let myself down again. I will never let myself down again. I've got my own back. I've got my own health. And I will engage in ways that makes me feel safe and comfortable because that's what I need for me. Sometimes people say, well, that sounds really selfish. In a way it is, but it's powerfully selfish. I'm not damaging other people. I'm just absolutely loving myself, trusting myself, and knowing that I can handle whatever comes my way. And if I am betrayed again, I love myself and trust myself and I can manage myself and I will be okay. Well, and you're also talking about what do you have control over? Big time. I can control what I do, but I can't control anything outside of me, right? So it's bringing that power back and taking control. So I love that. Yeah. Because so, we're so often afraid of that power. It's true. So talk to us about the five steps <coughs> in your book about overcoming betrayal. Yeah, these are the five steps. And I, I want I want listeners to adopt it almost as a mantra because we will feel out of control every day. And these are those five steps to return to your center, to return to your heart, to develop those, to help you develop those spiritual gifts. The first step is F and it stands for find your fetish. And I love fetish because it's a playful word and it's slightly naughty. And the world has told us that we can't do things that brings us joy. Yes, you can. Find your fetish. 
every day, do something small, whether it's holding your cup of tea and feeling the warmth and breathing it in, whether it's taking your favorite crystal and just gazing at it for a few moments and expressing some gratitude, whether it's turning on a song and just dancing or spending a few moments with your cat, do something every day that just brings you joy. Find your fetish and live with that fetish every day, living and loving first. The next step in flaunt is the L, and that stands for laugh out loud. Developing your spiritual gifts, connecting to angels and guides is a joy-filled experience. It is not the old school vengeful God. It's love. It's joy. It's laughter. Lean into the laughter. If you mess something up, you can laugh. Laughter is about grace and space and expansion. Every day, find your fetish, do something fun, and L, laugh out loud, lean into that. AU is what I call the golden center of flaunt because it's where so much of that magic happens. AU stands for accept unconditionally. And that goes back to what we were talking about Accept unconditionally that the only thing I can control is me, that the world is going to make choices that I don't like and that stress me out and other people aren't going to understand me. And that's okay. I can accept unconditionally that everybody is on their own path and that I am on mine. And when I accept unconditionally that I am me and that you were you and we still have this beautiful oneness and we don't have to control each other. Oh my gosh, just working with that. I mean, it can take a lifetime, but that's where the magic is. And that leads right into that next step, which is N, navigate. Navigate the negative. You can have different beliefs. I can have different beliefs. We are still one and we are on different paths and that's okay. And we can navigate. And if you try to control me and I try to control, navigate. And if things mess up, navigate. I love the analogy of a ship traversing the ocean. It is not a linear path. There are waves in the ocean. You're always going this way and that. Sometimes there's a storm and you have to drop anchor and stay for two days. Sometimes you have to backtrack and go around the iceberg so you don't end up like the Titanic and crash. Sometimes it's full steam ahead and it's sunny skies. It's navigation, that's life. Again, the world tells us you go to point A to point B to point C. No, you don't. Navigate, move along, laugh, find your fetish and enjoy, laugh, accept that you're going to get blown off course and just navigate. And then that leads right into that last step of flaunt, which is the T. And that is trust in your truth. Yes, we're all spiritual beings. We're all divinely connected. We are all one. And yet, we are the only ones who know how we feel inside. So if I trust who I am and how I feel, and you trust who you are and how you feel, and we all trust that you might feel differently than I do, and that's valid. When we all just trust in our own truth, that's when we can coexist. That's when we can co-create. That's when we're all at peace with letting all of our different gifts come out. So use that flaunt. I like to say flaunt every day. Every day, find your fetish. Every day, laugh out loud. Every day, work on accepting unconditionally. 
everyday navigate and at the end of every day, come home to the truth that is in your heart, because that is what you can rely on no matter what is going on around you. I love all those. <clears throat> and, you know, the one that sticks is laughter. What we don't realize is laughter raises our vibration. Laughter puts her, puts us in a higher emotional state. Laughter is healing. Laughter does all that. So I always tell people when you've had a bad day, go watch a comedy, you know, a romantic comedy and laugh and bring that vibe, that energy up because it really does help you shift the energy within you and around you. So I love the laugh. Yeah. I love all of it. I think it's very awesome navigation and then authentic, right? I love, I love all of that and being accepting of others, right? Of knowing that we're all different and it's okay. We're not meant to be perfect or the same or do everything the same way. It doesn't work that way. So I love all of that. Yeah. So Share with us a little bit if somebody wanted to work with you, Laura, and have some sessions, share a little bit of some of the things that you offer. Yeah, absolutely. I love working with people um, over a long period of time, you know, like six months so we can really develop. But of course, if you've just got a small thing too, I love one-on-one -on -one sessions. I meet in person. I meet on Zoom. Um, I do a wide variety of modalities. Hypnotherapy, I think, is the strongest thing because it really helps rewire the brain. Um, but I also angel read. So I, I'll move, I'll, I'll use the intuition. Where are your blocks? And then I'll use energy work. So it's a full body modality. We'll talk. We'll figure out what's going on. What do you want to accomplish? Where is that energy lodged in your body? How do we move that out? Where is that pattern in your brain? How do we move that? And my favorite way, like I said, is over six months meeting monthly so we can really go deep. And what I do that's a little bit different than anybody is I give people 24-7 Voxer access to me because change takes place in the moment. It's not during your monthly session. And I don't want people to have to wait. I want people to have immediate access to be like, I'm feeling this now. I got into a fight with somebody. My energy is here now. How do I flow it through? How do I move it out of my body? Because it's about learning to manage our bodies, our minds, our spirits, our energy, our emotion. And that's done in the everyday moment of stress. I just had a fight. I need to, I need help now. I love that. I love that. So. We will have her information at the end of, on the bottom of the video, throughout the video, so you can connect. <clears throat> I loved being able to hang out with you today. Oh, likewise. I, would, I have been looking forward to this for so long. And I apologize for my voice being, maybe that's, maybe this is my new lo love language. <laughs> it's your sexy voice. <laughs> my sexy voice. I'm coming with my sexy voice today. Um, 
And so maybe I'm changing a little bit as I get older. Who knows? Um, but what a fun conversation. And I love the tips that you've given and the insight because I think it will be really helpful for lots and lots of people. Um, and so I love your book as well. So I want to get these into our store so we have them so people can pick them up. So you and I will chat on how I can get some of your books in our store. I would love to have them. Perfect. I would love that too. Yep. Flaunt every day. I think that's awesome. <clears throat> and I thank the viewers for listening today. Thank you so much for following Sacred Magic Podcast, where we bring the sacredness and the magic into your life. I hope to see you really soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Laura, for being on our show. It was so much fun. We'll have to have her back sometime and do this again. I would love to do that. Thank you, everyone, for watching. I hope you have a great day. Are you seeking an online spiritual education resource? Do you crave to know more about various topics of spirituality? Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Academy offers a wide variety of programs, including Crystal Alchemy, Tarot, The Journey of the Fool, Akashic Record Reading Certification, and much more. These online courses allow you to learn on your schedule and at your own pace. You can find out more at www.discoveryourspiritualgifts.academy. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.